Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Kara talking about our one cool medical thing. Bonnie already talked about menstrual cups, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So my question for you guys today is, when you go to the doctor, do you feel like you're listened to? Or do you ever feel like you have to fight for your health? I generally, I do feel like I need to fight for my health most of the time. Right. Um, which has made me say, okay, I need to change doctors. <laughs> right. But then there's that whole the process of making the change. Right. You got to right. tell the new doctor all yeah. the stuff again. Yeah. And or then my doctor will be like really insightful, and I'll go, okay, I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> Until they're not insightful, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, and their staff or their staff is says things that are really bizarre, mm-hmm. and I. I'm like, I don't know if it's really worth going back to see this person. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all the specialists that I want to go see, not mm. my PCP. Right, exactly. And that's why you're just like, can I just have a referral, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I mean, I've talked about on the show my glorious fibroid problem and, you know, how having another baby will fix it. Yes. Um, that's ridiculous. I know, right? <laughs> that don't see her anymore. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I got to the point where I really had to fight for my health. I really had to be like, look, I have a strong pain threshold and I'm at it and I'm normally not at it. Um, I've also gotten to the point now where I write, I have a, I have like a one page like resume mm. of all of my prescriptions, of all of my ailments, of the last time That's I had right. periods because I was having a lot of period related yeah. problems. So it had the dates and times of all of them. Uh, my favorite was a period that lasted for 42 days. <laughs> so I made sure that that was like bolded, being like, yeah. hello, not normal people. Um, and then all the family history, too. Because yeah. uh, for me, I'm very momentary. I'm also, I get a little white coat, I will tell you. I just, I saw E.T., doctors almost killed E.T., and so I'm scared of doctors. Yeah. So I get in there, and they're just like, do you have any family history of? And my mind goes, ah! so it's like it's all on the piece of paper now here's the paper and they're like do you need this back i'm like uh no i have copies (laughs) i'm like i really this is for you please put this in my file we will reference it later when i say no uh but yeah and then of course now i'm diabetic so i have all of like my diabetes the last a1c test i've taken and what my last numbers were so it's like, I feel like I have done 90% of the doctor's visit for them. <laughs> All I need for them at that point is to then listen to me. But the last time I went to the doctor, I went because I wanted an anemia test because I really was like, I was suffering from, it was the 40 day, 42 day period. And I'm like, I really feel anemic. I'm really woozy and kind of out of it. And apparently they ran tests for everything except anemia. And I went, you son of a bitch. I found out later when I went into like the my chart thing, they did test me and I was anemic Mm. and I probably should have been hospitalized. Wow. That's so scary. Yeah, it really was. But I mean, there's the only treatment is they give you a blood transfusion. So it's either that or just like wait it out until your body produces Mm. more. Oh, you had a blood transfusion. Yeah, because of my anemia. There it is. (laughs) While I was um, 
in another city for work. Oh, mm. no. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> you get all the fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> Which is when I learned. Right. When I look at a, a flight of stairs and yes. think, I cannot make it to the top. Right. That I'm probably anemic. Yes, mm. there you go. Right. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And I was doing the eating every single type of food and stuff mm. like that. It's like, whatever I need to produce more blood. But yeah, so I don't trust doctors. So that is what I have done. And I fight for my health every single freaking time. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> Bonnie, what about you? <laughs> You're like, I love doctors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I mean, really, you know, I'm a young, healthy person. Wood. Knock on all the wood. Um, but yeah, really, really, my only like physician that I really see that much is my uh, OBGYN. Gotcha. And I've had two so far and they've all been great. Nobody's told you to just just have some kids. No, <laughs> it does. It always uh, I always get kind of weirded out where they wait until I'm like in the stirrups. Yeah. And like they are like in my vagina to ask if I want to get an STD test. And I'm like, do you see something? Like, <laughs> is there a reason? Nice. No. That and I always feel like when they put the, the four steps in there, I always, I'm so scared. I'm going to like fart in their face. Right. It's that yeah. pressure. Right. And that is like my greatest fear. Oh, so, so that's why once, if you decide to ever have kids, <laughs> That's completely eliminated yeah. because it's all mm-hmm. it's all open to the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've given up on uh, discretion. Yeah. But no, the last time I was there, she said I had a beautiful cervix. Oh, very. And nice. I was I was cracking up. So I was like, this lady's amazing. <laughs> I like it. Compliments yeah. will get you everywhere, uh, <laughs> or at least into my. But no, I mean, if you're if you're not being listened to, then yeah, get a new doctor. Like I know yeah. it's a pain in the butt, but like. You know your body. Like, right. you know what's normal for you, and you know when something's not right. Yep. Like, you got to stick up for you. Like, you only got one body. Right. Like, you got to keep and it going as long as you apart. can. <laughs> yeah. I will also notice uh, whenever I go to see a new doctor, they'll be like, Why are you in here? I'll be like, Oh, well, my last doctor insulted me. They're very <laughs> nice to me, the new one. <laughs> They're so happy I'm there. So I get like the probably the first like three or four treatments are like special. <laughs> So, I mean, I do recommend the switch. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. It's like, remember when we used to switch long distance carriers to get the discount? Like, it just, it just keeps them on their toes. Switch from Dish to Comcast to get the right. new deal. <laughs> what about you, Kitty? Um, well, I will say, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I've always sought out women doctors mm-hmm. my doctors yes. being yes. a female because i definitely felt like i had a better chance of being understood and listened to yeah. right by a female doctor um and i've had good experiences with my primary care doctors mm-hmm. um and i've felt listened to the most recent one i went to in noblesville i was blown away by she spent so much time with me talking to me about different things so i felt good about that but i've definitely had experiences where i feel like i'm gonna ha- have to like fight for for my health and what I want. And one of the biggest ones of those for me was having Jonah, my son. Yeah. Because I had um, read a lot about how having a baby is treated like an illness and not like a natural Mm -hmm. event. Right. And all of the interventions that can happen. So I actually had a doula at my birth. Because I knew I would... I know I'm I'm not good at fighting for myself. Really, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Especially in that kind of situation. I knew I'd be mm -hmm. overwhelmed. When you're in pain. Yeah. Sidetracked to a certain extent. Yes. And... (laughs) just being really upfront with my doctor about my birth plan, what I wanted to do. I know a lot of people, I feel like it's become kind of a 
tongue in cheek making fun of when people have birth plans because everybody's like mm, nothing I think goes it's a great idea nothing goes That's according awesome. to plan it's like you can but still say what your mm-hmm. preferences are what you want to try to accomplish like all of that so yeah. I know that having my doula there and having that conversation with my doctor um absolutely made a huge difference yeah, I wish yeah. I would have had it. I saw you go through the process, and I'm like, damn it, that's, that's such a good idea. Well, I mean, if the timing had been different, I wouldn't have known to do that. I'm very right. thankful mm-hmm. for kind of the movement we have about midwives and yep. doulas and all of that, because it's, it's definitely worth it. I was yeah. terrified I'd have to have a C-section, and I definitely would have had to have a C-section, I think, without my doula mm. and my birth plan. Right. One nurse told me I pushed for five hours with Jonah. <laughs> oh, goodness. And one nurse told me that usually after two hours, if they can't do it, they do a C-section. Mm. Right. Oh, wow. Like, cool. <laughs> you were in labor for a seriously long amount <laughs> yeah. of time, too, because I remember yeah. going, Katie's gone to the <laughs> hospital, and I felt like it was four <laughs> days later. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was four days later. It was four days later. Yeah. There it is. Oh, yes. my goodness. Make sure you have <laughs> that in his face later. Right. Well, I was really also terrified about being induced, and they decided I had preeclampsia and had to be induced. Right. So I, I came it. in on a Thursday evening. Yeah, <laughs> Thursday evening, and they always just give you a little bit of medicine to get things kick-started. But yeah, I had them on Sunday. Yeah. See? <laughs> but, you know, trooper. it was, I mean... But it was, it was as good as it could be. And it was. And it yeah. was according to your plan. It was in your, you know, to some extent. Zone I definitely to had to make yeah. compromises and there were definitely yes. interventions that I never foresaw having. But yeah. thankfully I had my doula at my side and my doula always talks about how Jonah was just an incredibly patient and good baby. <laughs> he put up with a lot. He was so patient. Oh, he wow. just wanted to stay in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sometimes still feel like he's in there <laughs> and he's eight, but <laughs> yeah, and I felt like 12 hours. Hours of labor was a lot, but well, I oh, didn't wow. like actively labor all of that time. Okay. But so she was okay. in the hospital that entire time. Yeah, being monitored. Well, they gave me the a Pitocin drip, and yes. then I was trying to do it without medication. Yeah, and the Pitocin makes it so intense mm-hmm. that um, I convinced my doctor to turn the Pitocin off for a night and try to get some sleep, and then see if things would get going. Good idea. Um, Good. So yeah. I went like twelve hours without the Pitocin, but wasn't a super active labor, and then they started it up again, and finally I was like, okay we're not making any progress. I think I was fighting it because it was so right. intense with the Pitocin. So I did the um, epidural. Right. And then I think like yeah. five hours after the epidural, I was dilated. So I had him take that out. And then we went to pushing for a million years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and that then little booger came out. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so and I, I definitely feel like I can fight harder for my loved one's health than my own always. Yeah. I agree with Very that. Yeah, because yeah. I do it all the that time for Jonah. I'm like... Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get mama yeah. bear for my kids. Right? Oh, man. No, I don't think nurses and doctors like me when I'm basically on the kids' yeah. behalf. I'll be like, Mm-mm, no. And, like, <laughs> women have such a harder time. Like, <clears throat> goodness. Women are just, like, not believed, especially when they're, right. like, having me. Especially women of color. Oh, yes. They're yeah. still, like, I don't know what they're teaching in medical school, but it's kind of like like that black women have a higher pain tolerance or something. Right. Yes. Which like, is like bullcrap. Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. We all have different pain tolerances. That has nothing to do with race. But like with <laughs> the, the labor stuff, um, they've been doing, they've been calling it the husband stitch for a while. 
<laughs> have yeah. you heard of this I've thing? I've heard of no. it, yeah. Where, so like, um, you know, you give birth, often your vagina rips. Right. So they stitch it back up. They've been, they don't even consult the wife right. or the mother, I guess. Yeah. Most of the time they'll the ask patient. The, the husband or the, the father. Right. If they would like a husband stitch put in there to make her vagina canal a little tighter for him. Uh-huh. And often it causes complicated, like they cannot have sex because it's too tight. Like right. they can't. And it takes them a while to figure it out because after you're having sex, after a baby, you don't know what's it's, what. You have to wait for a while anyway. It takes anyway. them a while yeah. to figure out that's what the problem is because they oh. didn't even know it was happening. Right. And they have women who, when they're under like anesthesia, uh, medical students will sometimes come in and they'll uh, like practice Do giving. Um, oh. Oh. What do you call it? Like OBGYN Pass. stuff. Pap right. smear? Yeah, like pap okay. smears and like exams. Because um, yeah. they figure, well, you know, she's asleep. Right. Like, this is why I had a room full of people up yeah. in there. Because they were like, <laughs> well, you witnesses. know, if she was awake, they wouldn't let us do it to her. And I'm like, then don't do then it don't here. Do it. <laughs> right. That's insane. There are actors who want those yeah. jobs. Exactly, right? <laughs> Sorry. That's what medical <laughs> studies and paid actors are for. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I've had situations where I, uh, my male partner and I mm-hmm. both went in for uh, STI right. testing. Yeah. And we referred to it as STI. Mm-hmm. And they never corrected him. Oh. They never said anything to him. But to me, they're like, oh, you mean STD? Mm. I'm like, That's no. not accurate. No. Mm-hmm. Right. no. I mean STI. And they kept referring to it as STD. Oh, <sighs> wow. He, his results, he got in a letter that was carefully worded. <laughs> Didn't want to mm. hurt his fragile male ego. <laughs> in case anybody else opened it. Oh, I see. Mine wasn't. Mm. I mean, seeing oh the difference, gosh. and we went to the same doctor. That's and quite I was interesting, like, though. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, excuse me. Gender right? study. Mm. Yeah. I'm That's like, not cool. No. Mm. Both male and female getting STIs. Right. You know, th- yeah. It tests. should be exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So oh, it's infuriating. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now that you're yeah. all hyped up and mad. Okay. What's your one cool thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to highlight a person, even though I love the broad Look at you. topics, and I could just keep conversing with you ladies <laughs> on this. But I found a lady who I think is really amazing. Yes. Um, and really had an effect in so many different realms, but definitely Ooh. in medical too. It's Lillian Wald. Have you guys ever heard of her? Not no. heard of her. Heard of her? Good okay. for you. Dun, dun, dun. Katie's like, stumped I you guys. Stumped I googled them. so good. <laughs> you googled really hard, Katie. I googled hard. <laughs> um, so she was a nurse. She was also Sweet. a social work worker and public health official, a teacher, author, editor, publisher, woman's right activist, wow. and the founder of America's American Community Nursing. Oh my oh, goodness! Right, um, she has quite the impressive look at that. What year? resume. We're talking like not way, way back, but we're talking what eighteen hundreds or nineteen hundreds? We're talking eighteen hundreds. Okay, gotcha. She was born in eighteen sixty-seven in Cincinnati, Ohio. Gotcha. Okay. Um, her parents came over from uh, Germany and Poland, the different sides, and they right. came 
um, because of revolutions and conflicts there and to to find a safer, better place to raise their families. Sounds so right. and her family was a middle class family. They did find um, financial security in the United States. Um, and the, she was born in Ohio, but she considers her hometown New York. Where in New York? Gotcha. Da, da, da. New York, New York. Uh, Sorry, Rochester, where all <gasps> the Rochester. awesome people are Susie from, me. right? Yes. <laughs> Love Rochester. <laughs> so they settled there in 1878, and she definitely claimed it as her hometown. Um, I would, too, if I <laughs> could stay there for longer than a day. Yeah. <laughs> so she was definitely influenced by her upbringing. Their house overflowed with books and music. Um, and she was really encouraged. I think we see that as a common thread. Yes. A lot of our women are just like spontaneously badasses. But a lot of yeah. them do have kind of that support and, and when they're parents that are encouraging. Yeah. They seem to do a lot more. Right. Which is Absolutely. interesting. <laughs> um, she actually, at the age of 16, applied to Vassar College. Nice. And they only refused her because of her age. Oh. oh great. So this is um, a, a very intelligent young woman. Nice. Yes. So she decided to travel the globe. Um, and during that time, she worked briefly as a newspaper reporter. Gotcha. And cool. she met a young nurse that impressed her so much that she decided she wanted to study nursing and be a nurse as well. If she saw it, she could... Exactly. If you can see it, you can be it. Sorry. I tried to do it in the right tense and I didn't. <laughs> So she went to the New York City Hospital Training School for Nursing. Cool. Um, and she graduated and actually she graduated at the age of 22. So she's still oh, wow. super young. Yeah. Um, and then she entered Women's Medical College to study to become a doctor. Sweet. Wow. Um, she never finished that training um, because in the meantime, she was using her nursing skills and she was using them around New York, um, working at the juvenile asylum and working on the Lower East Side where gotcha. there were a lot of um, immigrant families and a lot of poverty. Yeah. And that really called to her and she wanted to help and make a difference in those places. So she didn't finish her training to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. Instead, she kind of started a crusade um, to have kind of an at-home nursing care oh, or gotcha. in the community nursing care. Mm, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so part of that reform took the, the manifested as the Henry Street settlement in New York. Which I have heard about and I don't know why but okay yes okay <laughs> <laughs> um but what she wanted was to live amongst the people she was serving mm -hmm. gotcha. she wanted to be there be supportive be a part of their everyday life mm -hmm. um she felt like everybody deserved to have access to medical care gotcha that it was just a basic human right no matter who you were one would think what your your ethnicity what your wealth mm -hmm. that it was just a basic requirement of life we're still <laughs> fighting for that today right yeah. <laughs> so she is credited um with starting the nursing home health service oh mm. all right. and she actually um helped form the national organization for public health nursing and was uh the first president of it in 1912 look at cool. that yeah um and in the meantime she was also um encouraging a lot of promoting education in nursing gotcha so she did go to school for nursing but a lot of nursing at the time was learned just as a hands-on job yeah mm. internship um, kind of do it yeah right um so she was organizing a lot of lectures at columbia university oh. um that eventually resulted in them establishing a department of nursing and health look at that so she was very instrumental in having nursing become a uh, official recognized uh kind of credentialed Right. Uh, 
occupation. Op- yeah, like an yeah. option at Columbia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, Bonnie's going to love this one. Wald was also a suffragette. Yeah. Nice. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so she actually um, worked to su- secure the right of women to vote, and she supported her employee and protege, Margaret Sanger. <gasps> oh, oh da, da, da. control. All the things. Um, so she Very supported nice. in the battle to get the right of birth control. Um, she fought uh-huh. for peace, leading several marches in protest of World War I. Gotcha. Um, but when war became inevitable, she pitched in to do this as part of, as a chairman of the Committee on Community Nursing of the Red Cross. Nice. Um, she also helped chair the Red Cross campaign to wipe out the influenza academic of 1918. Mm-hmm. And she represented the U.S. at International Red Cross meetings. Oh, look cool. at that. Yeah. Very nice. That cross streams with so many historical ladies. <laughs> Didn't it? I mean, she was right there involved with everything at her time. Yeah. Um, and she... I thought it was incredible. I can't find my exact note in here. Um, But she also, she was so inclusive. She didn't uh, deny people or based on their race. Mm -hmm. So she fought for everyone's rights. Nice. Um, Another thing she's really accredited for is getting uh, nurses in schools. Gotcha. Mm. So nurses weren't in schools prior to her um, drive for access to nursing she even tried to get nursing or nurses on most work sites wouldn't that be incredible to go to work and not feel good and there's a nurse to provide care for you there at your job like basically when you're not feeling well you go to the school nurse and it's like no you can't go home (laughs) so she she was successful in the schools but not so much in the workplace Uh, um it also sounds (laughs) like um as part of her battle to get everybody health care, she might have had um, some of her plans were kind of the basis of health insurance. Oh, oh. gotcha. Not paint her name too black with that. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I think if she were here today, she would definitely be going for universal health care mm. for all. Right, right, exactly. That would definitely be where she fell on that. See, nice. So that just a fun. super incredible, accomplished woman. Um, in 1922, the New York Times named Wald as one of the 12 greatest living American women. Oh, wow. And wow. she later received the Lincoln Medallion for her work as an outstanding citizen of New York. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. That had In New York, that had to be uh, a competition there. <laughs> right? Right? Nice. At that time, too. And then there was, I, I found myself wondering, like, I am such a, a family-oriented person. Mm-hmm. I know we're all so different, but part of my main interest is my family group, caring for my family. Yeah. That's just my passion, my hobby, what I like to do. Yeah. So I found myself wondering, like, well, did she have a family life? Because right. she's a very, very, very busy woman. Mm-hmm. And that's totally cool. Um, and I found a little blurb in Wikipedia just saying that um, she had some attachments but none that ever went very deep because she just always wanted to be able to be on the move um Uh she wanted to be helping and in the cause and she just found that to be a more compelling calling right there you go yeah yeah. interesting i thought that was pretty cool too look at that see here's something different for everybody Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! So neat. I wish I had the knowledge to go on more and more about her because I'm finding her truly incredible. That's fascinating. So maybe I'll inspire everybody out there and myself to look into some more information about Lillian Wald. Yeah, yeah. No, I dig it. She sounds absolutely <laughs> amazing. Right? She's right there at that kind of like transition in history too, where uh, more women are being accepted and invited to become mm-hmm. nurses. So it's yeah. becoming right. this like. Um, trend. So she was probably 
really close to the um, the forefront of that, of re- nurses is a respectable field, and this is something we should get more women encouraged to do, and things yeah. like that. I also wonder, for some reason, I'm wondering if she crossed paths at all with um, Jane Addams. It oh. feels like it's Ooh, that same, same time, and Jane was social work, and but she, was, she wanted to right. go to medical school, but she dropped out because she got sick. I just, it just it feels like an essence, especially pacifism. I got you. You got Jane Adams in there. Look I got you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Though she was not familiar with the work of Jane Adams, when yes. she moved to the Lower East Side, Wald left the led the nurses settlement in the direction of a full fledged settlement house, ah. eventually changing the name to Henry Street Settlement. Gotcha. As she saw the social causes of poverty in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Um Ms. Wald was also an early advocate of the creation of the National Federation of Settlements. Oh, so they never go. directly worked together and didn't have a but huge knowledge of each other, but they were definitely right. going in the same direction. Nice. Because cool. yeah. Jane Adams went to Europe to try to figure out what these settlement houses could yeah. be. And basically settlement houses, if our, our listeners are wondering, they're kind of like a YMCA or a Boys and Girls Club today. Yeah. It's the same sort mm-hmm. of system is what the YMCA uh, and Boys and Girls Club uses taking the model of a settlement house where it is uh, child care, it is actually even like library services, yeah. it is after work for services, yeah. um, and it tries to have a variety and of activities. And even some activity jobs center. in the neighborhood. Yep. One of the things that's highlighted in the research I read about her was that she was a big advocate for providing jobs for women within the settlement house nice. and yes. paying them separately of their husbands so they had their own economic power right. and wealth. Yeah, that's exactly. amazing at the time. Right. Yeah, because they didn't have many rights if their husbands were drunkards and taking all of mm-hmm, the money. They right. couldn't divorce them. They would lose their kids. But if they got their own money in their own hands yeah. before the drunk guy mm-hmm. <laughs> spent right. it away on the liquor, <laughs> they could pay rent. Oh, oh the thought. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or they could buy themselves booze. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're talking my about booze. my life. Yeah, no. that's fair. Yeah. It's totally fair. You gotta buy your own booze sometime. You know. <laughs> Just get yourself Sweet. that natty light and pay the <laughs> the rent too. Exactly. It's all yeah. about, you know. That PBR is budgeting. not going to buy it, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're kidding about the PBR. I'm just right? kidding about yeah. the PBR. Yeah. <laughs> I had one before I came here. No joke. See, I was. I don't know why this is a side tangent, but I was watching. Uh, so I watched Breaking Bad like way back in the day, and so there's the new El Camino, which is yeah. the continuation of Breaking Bad. It's not a spoiler at all. It's in the middle, but this group comes into a whole bunch of money. And they're sitting there having a party and they have PBR on the floor. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. Dear. You just got <laughs> six figure payday and you went and bought PBR. <laughs> That's your party. Like, come on. You could have. Light and refreshing. I guess. But I mean, like you're, I don't know. I just, I, that part. You know, I was like, Even if you're rich, you party how you know how to party. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.